Forgotten Liam versus Evil. So last night was the, the f- first first day of my week off from my birthday week, and I uh, ended up cracking into two bottles of wine, had a couple of whiskies, sat up last night. We watched uh, Chick Flicks, The Ugly Truth, which is actually quite good. Um, celebrities go dating, which isn't a movie; it's a TV show, but it's <laughs> nonsense. But you can play drinking games to it, and then watched uh, Fifty Shades Freed, which and not even for the sex either, because there's not a lot of sex in that one. It's more for the story, which, by the way, is absolutely fucking nonsense and stupid and crap. <laughs> but it's 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 strangely entertaining. These absolute daft movies up to like fucking quarter to five in the morning. Uh, and I attempted to try and finish watching this movie at quarter to five, which didn't happen. I had to watch it today, but oh, I've not done that for a long time. How hungover are you now then? Uh, I'm I'm about uh, crying at the ant dying and honey I shrunk the kids level of hungover. That's quite a serious level of hungover. <laughs> it was on today and I watched it. I forgot how good the movie is, but when the ant died, I was like, <laughs> "Oh man!" <laughs> Did you actually cry? Yeah, some tears. Do you, do you never get like emotional when you're hungover and greet things? Uh, I see yeah. on must have been Sunday. I woke up and there was a wee video of a young lassie that suffers from epilepsy. And she's going to college or uni, and because stress triggers her epilepsy, they got her a wee dog, and she started crying. And she didn't want to hurt the dog when she was crying, and I started crying. <laughs> it was just, it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, totally. It happens, man. It happens. <laughs> oh. oh, mental. Uh, welcome to Scotland Liam versus Evil. I'm Liam, and I am Scott, and I currently have a hangover cold. If I've not talked about this before, I believe that uh, every time I drink the day after, if I've had enough to drink, my nose will run and pour the whole day, and it keep blowing my nose. So it's, it appears like I've got a cold. I don't. I, I think in reality, I'm just allergic to alcohol, which you, you would think I would just stop drinking. But I think we're all allergic to alcohol. Yeah, it's, not, it's actually not good for you. Like, see, like today, like my heart beats like really fast, like and heavy in my chest. I can feel it like the whole day. It's not good. And plus, I ate about fifty thousand calories in my hangover McDonald's today as well. That's less about the the alcohol though and more about the person and them staying up to five in the morning to watch daft movies <laughs> yes I know I need their whole lifestyle overhaul have you had the spicy nuggets from McDonald's no or? because people don't seem to be rating them very well people are giving them well, like 6 out of 10 saying they're like chicken pakora I'm like alright chicken pakora I'll go to the Indians right first of all what website are you on that rates and nuggets in McDonald's <laughs> food out of 10 just people you know <laughs> just people right okay uh, certainly those people are all wrong the spicy McNuggets are fucking excellent I also don't understand why they just brought them out without advertising them but they've, they've done as far as I'm aware no advertising whatsoever I thought they were kid on when I seen the first person with a box or I seen the first picture I thought that's not real and then I seen somebody like I knew in person like a snapchat so they actually like have an actual box with them in it why why would anyone think you know what will be really good today maybe I should make myself a box of fake spicy McNuggets and just walk down the street fooling everyone that they think that my nuggets are spicier than the regular nuggets do you know what the internet's like people do really really daft things <laughs> uh, they're they're very good are they good what kind of spices on it is it like buffalo spice or is it like... uh, no it's just, it's just like a kind of spicy coating to be honest the nuggets aren't actually that spicy themselves it's the spicy tomato dip that comes with them that will mm. blow your fucking mouth off yeah, well I not yours yeah. uh, it's too much for me man I do enjoy a good uh, dip from McDonald's however like see whenever you order it from Uber Eats they never ever send the dips it drives me up the fucking wall how hard is it to put dips in the bag <laughs> how hard is it to put the dips in the bag clearly fucking you... really hard have you paid extra for the dips no but it doesn't matter have you not got to actually select as an option though that you, when you want if you buy tw- if you, yeah, if you buy 20 nuggets you get the option of dips and they, like very often they don't put it in the bag it's so frustrating drive through I don't know why drive throughs they just fuck it up all the time there's one of those do you know how those be alien pictures uh huh there was one I, I got the other day there to send to, to Lauren I'll read out the four squares to you so you can pretty much guess how this works it's a drive through <laughs> window right so the wee guy says sustenance time uh, at the steer close window and then he says, "I whisper your choices to me so that I can yet I can yell them at this at the the voice thing." And then he says, uh, "Hello, we do not trust you. Please give us the currency first, fair." And then they give him the food. He says, "We will inspect this sack as we also do not trust you." And then you guys like fair because like, that's so true, man. You need to look at your bag every time you go to the drive-through because the fucking morons can't put the right stuff in the bag. 
I, that's not that's not a rant at like McDonald's workers or fast food workers saying that they're unintelligent and they can't get proper jobs and that it's a proper job and all the rest of it. I, you know, like, yeah, that's fine. It is a proper job. It's a good job. But you, there's a ladder to climb in there. You can get the managers and district managers and even higher. You could become, you know, Ronald McDonald himself. I think if you climb high enough. But just fucking do your job right. It's not hard. So if you're listening and uh, you're thinking about jumping into McDonald's employment, then there you go. If you're listening and you work at McDonald's, just make sure you're always putting the dips in the bag. Dips are a major part of the, the eating experience. They are. That's correct. Whereas if you order like fucking Domino's or Papa John's, they give you too much dips. Too much dips. Too many you, dips. You can, never, you can never have too much dip. No, you can't. See that garlic butter one? You can have too much of that because after one, if you have any more of that inside of you, it just melts. <laughs> And you're it stinking be, for like three yeah, weeks. I know, but do you know what? People complain about the smell of garlic, but I fucking love it. I love it. I love it fresh. I love it cooked. I love it roasted. I love it coming out people's pores and on people's breath. I love it. I know, but I, I don't. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like smelling it off myself the next day because then I'm like everybody thinks I'm a tink and I'm reeking of garlic. But they don't because they know how it works. It's like the next day you're not a tink. It's like you've ate it. You can't help it. It's like red onion. See if you eat like a subway with fresh red onion on it, you're tasting it for the rest of the day. Every every butt and everybody else tastes it as well. It's good though uh, because it just shows you're alive. <laughs> and on that note, let's get to episode 107. 107 of Scott Evil. 107. Wow. Already. It seems like only a week ago we were at 106. <laughs> uh, so this week it's Scott's pick and before we name it, not reveal it because everybody knows uh, before we name it I just want to say that today me and you are friends and I am <laughs> delighted with this choice and I'm actually quite happy for you to pick the movies from now on well until next week or where you pick something I absolutely shite I don't know what I was thinking to be perfectly honest with you with this pick if you're, if you're about to tell me that you did not like this movie after picking it well, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see how 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 it goes. I think I was yeah. I was. Why did I pick it? It was. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was just kind of strolling through Netflix, just looking for see what horrors on and try to find something that I hadn't seen, but I really wanted to see. And then this one came up. And I thought, hmm, that could be interesting. I seen it was in nineteen eighty, and I thought, Do you know what? Sometimes these movies are fun when they're this old. So this old. It's not that old. It's nineteen eighty, man. You slagged me. I'm. I'm not even. I'm younger than 1980. But you slagged me. It's different. It's different. You coming from 1980 or that? Then you're old as fuck. But, uh, like, as far as movies go, I'm not still talking about. I don't know where I'm going with that. Sure. <laughs> right. Let's get into this. <laughs> uh, hey, you got so, uh, yes. You want to tell everyone what the film is? Oh yeah, the film is uh, Humanoids from the Deep. Or Humanoids of the Deep, or the British title Monster. Monster. <laughs> Humanoids from the deep. <laughs> uh, the synopsis. It was directed by Barbara Peters, who spells her second name with two e's. Well, three e's technically, but like Peters or Peters. Peters. Yeah, well, yeah, Peters. 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 That sounds like you are quoting what we do in the shadows. Uh, Peter. No, Peter. it was actually. Um, Shaun of the Dead, and it's in the uh, the bloopers at the end because he's because right. he's supposed to, he's the character played by Peter Serafinowicz is, is called Pete in the movie, and uh, uh, Sean's supposed to go to him Pete, but then in the bloopers he goes Peter Serafinowicz. Well, there's a deep cut uh, yeah. for you, Shaun of the Dead fans. Yeah. Uh, so the synopsis is: scientific experiments backfire and produce horrific mutations. Half man, half fish, which terrorise a small fishing village by killing the men and raping the women. Is what <laughs> more do you want from your 1980s uh, sci-fi schlock horror? <laughs> it's uh, like I have, I have absolutely no idea what this movie's about when I picked it, uh, but the synopsis described fish fucking, so I thought it'd be nice, and uh, I, I thought I'd give you some porn to watch for this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do fucking love fish fucking, and I don't know what it is. Like if you think about everything that's come out recently with fish fucking, you've loved I've it. I've enjoyed all of it. Right, creature from the Black Lagoon, love it. Shape of Water, love it. Cold Skin, enjoy it. The Siren, enjoy it. The Little Mermaid, fun Disney movie, yeah. quite attractive. Ginger Mermaid, uh, and then this, we just 
these creatures raping women did they on the say, beach. Did they say it was uh, a scientific experiment gone wrong that created these? But did I miss that part? Uh, it was a scientific experiment because I tried to make the trout bigger. Right, I must have missed that part. You better pay attention to this, Scott. I did, no, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> uh, so, we'll play the trailer, which I can imagine is amazing. <laughs> I hope it actually does talk about the fish <laughs> raping the women. Oh, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then we'll get into it. They're coming. Humanoids from the deep. tidal wave of rampaging creatures surges from the dark and violent sea to conquer the earth. Maybe intelligent enough to perceive man as a competitor. Why the girls? It's my theory that these creatures are driven to mate with man now in order to further develop their incredible evolution. It's enough to scare the hell out of me. Soon the world will awake to a terrifying riptide of humanoids from the deep. We think we know where these things come from, but we have no idea how many there are. The Earth plunges into a battle for the survival of the fittest, where man is the endangered species and woman the ultimate prize. you hide anytime you stop they will find you Doug McClure and Takel Vic Morrow humanoids from the deep it starts off it starts off underwater because obviously it's 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 fish people that's coming out but see the color the colors of the open and underwater scene are magical it's like walking through the aquarium section of Dobby's the garden center it's great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we literally live about 30 minutes away from Deep Sea World <laughs> and the only aquarium <laughs> reference you could get is Dobie's Garden Centre <laughs> which I didn't even know had an aquarium section yeah some of them do yeah or some of them so not even the Dobie's that you go to no you, you, you just go to a special Dobie's <laughs> and you get a steak pie as well it's a good day out. <laughs> Um so it starts off after that with some generic establishing shots of a fishing town and then a wee scene of them washing crabs and starfish off a deck. I wonder if that's uh, foreshadowing for the, the fish fucking movie, you know? It sounded like you said washing starfish and crabs off a deck. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's almost the same. <laughs> it's the 80s. Yeah, well, it's, it is the 80s, but it's probably filmed in the late 70s because of the fashion, man. Flares as far as the eye can see. <laughs> uh, the underwater scene you're talking about is obviously lifted straight from Creature for the Black Lagoon. Did you notice that now that you are an enjoyer of Creature for the Black Lagoon? I didn't notice it, but uh, now that you say it, I can, uh, yeah. What do you mean? They've just like copied, they've just taken inspiration from it? Yeah, just because ah, yeah, that, yeah. Did, that did the point of view, Gilman hand, looking yeah, yeah. at them above the water. That's right, aye. But I also go and say that the water that they're in is not the water that they're filming in when they're outside the water. I can tell you that for fucking free right now. <laughs> Yeah, that the water that they're in is a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, I've got I, I've got a note here, okay, that uh, I am going to. No, right, fuck me, man. Jesus Christ, can't even fucking speak to this. Over <laughs> this note, right. So ignore what I'm going to say until a couple of a couple of notes in front, right. Just quickly, I'll, I'll return to it. But this has been a, one of the first things I wrote because all this fishermen that you see have all got dogs. This movie is nearly forty years old. All those dogs are now dead. I was meaning that, like, in, you know, in terms of like real life. So then we also get some casual racism towards the Native American who's uh, trying to warn them of the impending dangers. Um, the fisherman's like, ah, "No, I get to fuck, man. We're we're going to fishing," and he's like, "No, there's uh, there's a storm coming because my, you know, my uh, the Navajo chief will tell you." Yep. <laughs> so they're out in the boat, right? And then like this this dad's like took his twelve year old son uh, fishing on his working fishing boat, and he's he's like. He's shouting at him, telling me what to do. He's fucking useless at it. It's, he's not even checked if there's enough petrol in the boat, but it shouldn't have been his job to do it in the first place. He's spilling petrol fucking everywhere. And then when uh, something's grabbing the uh, the net, which obviously we know it's a humanoid fish, man, 
uh, and it's pulling it down. And he's like, come on, he shouts, come on, 12-year-old fat son, come grab in this net and pull it like you're a 25-year-old strong man. I'm like, fucking hell, man, give me boy a break. But no, Augustus <laughs> Gloop gets fucking sucked into the water and then he gets chomped to bits. <laughs> First death in the movie, yeah, a, te- a fat 10-year-old boy. <laughs> you know that's when you're, you're off in good standing when that happens. At this point, I can I kiss you? I was like, oh, I cannot believe Scott's chose this. <laughs> Uh, do you know who it is that plays the racist old... Oh, the racial thing is weird because why have an undercurrent racial storyline of white Americans versus Native Americans? Yeah. Seems weird. But the racist man, do you know who that is? The Vic Morrow? Uh, is it is it something we... Is it another Fish movie? Uh, no, he is the... He's probably been in Fish, other Fish movies. But there's not a filter on IMDb to check for just <laughs> j- just movies involving fish. Uh, he's the guy who died on the set of the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, I didn't know that. What, died in real life? Yeah. What? I don't know this story. What are you talking about? Alright. <laughs> like, what do you mean died in real life? Died in what other life? But obviously you Acting can mean like- died <laughs> in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, I, they were filming uh, a Vietnam scene and there was a helicopter and some pyrotechnic went off and it caused the helicopter to crash and the guy who plays the racist in this and two kids were standing underneath it and the plane crashed, decapitated him and one of the kids and crushed the other one. Jesus Christ man, imagine being in work that day. John Landis was directing that segment and I think they actually I... went to trial for it but they really? obviously all got, all got acquitted for manslaughter, whatever manslaughter is. Uh, but how fucking weird is that? And in that bit of the Twilight Zone, he was meant to be playing a like a, an old racist that gets sent back in time to be in the position of all the people he's like attacking. Yeah. So maybe this old man was just a racist all the time. Yeah, it wasn't even written in the script. He's like, no, he just, just wanted yeah. to be racist. Obviously, that is not true, and we should not speak out of the dead because that's yeah. a fucking well messed up death. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I thought that was a bit of. A, a bit interesting that is, that, for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So we get to the house of the um, the fat, the kind of main guy, the main fisherman, who's like the good fisherman and his wife, and uh, their dog goes out like uh, sniffing up some I don't know what he smells, some fish, fish man I think, and he's out, and the dog gets the, the longer the dog's out sniffing and walking further away from the house, you're like, oh man, I know what's coming here, <laughs> and then. Uh, I did not enjoy that dog getting attacked. I did not enjoy it at all. It was horrible. It was horrible looking. It actually looked quite real at yeah, one point. Yeah, I think, I think they had covered the dog in fake blood and were actually shaking it about to get its teeth out. I think that was... Some of, some of those scenes were actually distressing to the dog, I believe. <laughs> yeah. But, but then, then... Yeah, then, then the next day you find out that all the fishermen dogs are dead and as his fuck's sake, I did not think my comments about the dogs would come true so fast. They are actually actor dead as well as real life dead. <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone. Also, the Indian's dog was the only survivor. Which yes. racist old Vic Morrow had to get in there. Well, see, you wouldn't you wouldn't automatically think, fuck man, I bet there's some fish fishmen killing their dogs. You would think that fucking I don't even know what the racial story calls him. I don't know what a racial story is for an Indian. Is it not just Indian? Is it? Yeah, yes, I think you're right. Eh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I did actually know that. That was that was supposed to be like a joke to that part. I wasn't actually being, being that blunt. <laughs> I am aware it's Native American. I'm definitely, first. I'm definitely cutting out that backtrack. Uh, <laughs> so that now you have picked a movie. <laughs> you have picked a movie where the first kill is a ten-year-old fat boy, and the second kill is a pack of dogs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you are I'm on top form this week. <laughs> um. So the next thing you see is uh, the, one of the, the women. I think it's. I think it's the main guys. Um wife and she's in a sex outfit I said the fish men are going to enjoy that yeah is that her that's just walking about aimlessly in sexual lingerie yeah yeah but she must have been waiting on a guy coming home for her surely what makes think. you think I don't know is that could, what they do I don't know <laughs> she could be waiting on a, a lady she could be waiting on yeah she could be waiting on a lady yeah just absolutely. food she can be doing what she wants she's she can wait on food who waits on food with like with that mint clays on somebody who really really fucking likes food Maybe. I can, I, I can see myself sitting in that way in a kebab if I was drunk. Sexy lingerie or just your pants? Sexy lingerie. Yeah, I yeah. can see you sitting in sexy lingerie waiting in a KFC. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, probably that's kind of true. Right? There's nothing sexier than a big bucket of fried chicken, no, is <laughs> Oh man, it's got you a bit excited just thinking about it. Oh man, that's the only thing that's wrong with my wife, man. I wish she just she actually liked KFC as much as I did, then I would be perfect. Oh, I, mean, I just wish she was just a big giant bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's all. <laughs> I just a never ending bucket if I check the gravy that's always warm and never gloopy oh my god now it sounds like you actually want to fuck a bucket of chicken <laughs> <laughs> oh so good right um can fucky fried chicken yeah can fucky fried chicken <laughs> uh, right so see this they go to like a town barn dance thing see that that's the vision of America that's the America that I want to live in what, just a, a redneck hillbilly barn dance? 100%. America? Yes. Fair enough. Um, so this is when the uh, Native American comes in and now his dog's dead. Oh, because the boy has retaliated to kill his dog. Um, and he brings it in, he carries it in to the dance and puts it in the flare. Just, <laughs> why? And then they have a fight, right? They all have a fight, like every single one of them all has a fight. But do you know what? Excuse me. How come fighting back then was always, um, <laughs> uh, excuse me, people? Do you want to There's no way we can leave that in. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. Right. How come fighting back then was always like a couple of punches and some bruises, right? Like a proper fist fight. Like, sort of, that's the uh, two men squaring up, fighting each other, and that's it. Problem solved. Nowadays, in real life, even in real life, it's like broken faces, head injuries, and death. We're just getting better at punching. <laughs> we're all getting stronger no. well, we're all getting probably the, uh, the reverse of that we're all getting weaker because we just sit in front of our computers and stuff all day and we don't have the strength to take a punch yeah that could be it <laughs> and then there's a, there's, there's a kind of funny scene here because there's a boy so there's a boy and a girl that sat, stayed outside from the party they didn't go in they had a wee hip flask and they were drinking the hip flask and they decided to climb it in the back of their saloon car and start banging and uh, so basically she kind of wanted to stop banging when somebody bumped the car earlier on now there's like a big full on rammy and they don't even notice until like somebody <laughs> properly lands in the car and then he climbs to the back and opens the window and it's just as he opens the window and leans out somebody just comes past and punches him right in the face <laughs> knocks him back <laughs> into the motor <laughs> like where's the point in that <sighs> I, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that scene yeah <laughs> so the next scene it cuts to um I don't know which girl it is, but there's one girl and she's sitting on the beach and then the couple who are banging in the back of the car, they're also sitting on the same beach. But the beach, it doesn't, they're sitting sunbathing on that beach, but it looks freezing and ugly as fuck. Yeah, it looks fucking disgusting. Doesn't it? It's like black sand and it's like, there's tons of stuff floating in the water, not like, not like plastic floating in the sea, but just like seaweed and bits of wood and just shite. And it looks freezing, the water's all black and cold looking. <laughs> it's like they couldn't actually afford... A beach, so you just thought, fuck it, why don't we just film it in a quarry? Yeah. And we'll just pretend it's a beach. That's literally what it looks like. Oh no, oh wait, we're back to the underwater shot, and now it's majestic again, and we're back in Dobies. It's <laughs> so you can totally see that it's certainly not the same water we just seen two minutes ago. <laughs> so, this is when uh, we, we bikini and uh, denim cut off jorts uh, head off away from where they were sitting next to the water. Uh, they walk past this big, sinister, huge footprint in the sand. Um, Did you get scared at that point? I got a wee bit scared, I. But it also made me think of that uh, one of the old songs that I that I like, uh, like the old. Um, I was actually it was actually coming in the car when I was at the shop there before we started this, and it's called Love Letters in the Sand, and it's uh, how you how stuff what you put in the sand it'll just disappear because the water will just wash it away. So it's kind of like how does that footprint stay? Because it should have washed away and maybe should have even known. Although they don't um, even pay attention because they're just too busy ready to go away bang anyway. But unless the monster. Has just been there, and the waves yeah. haven't washed that away yet because the tide's out. Oh, more suspense, more scares because the monster's there. Yeah, very suspenseful. <laughs> but I tell you what, tell you what, the most confusing part of this scene is these two fucking idiots. It does not look the the beach that they're walking through does not look romantic at all. It looks fucking dangerous, especially in those daft outfits. They're climbing over crags and like dangerous currents and like water splashing up against the cliffs to climb through it to get to where a couple of a waist deep bit of water to splash about in and then have a, have a wee smooch they could have just <laughs> done that at the bit they were at nothing says romance quite like uh, splashing stone cold uh, salt water in your bird's face <laughs> <laughs> I know I know 
It's and like, the other one we've ever kissed before either, because that is the least sexiest kiss scene I've ever seen I, in a fish fucking film. It cuts away to a guy on the boat, and he's caught a humanoid on his on his fishing rod, but it gets away, and the woman, like scientist woman, takes a couple of pictures of it, but she doesn't know what she's took a picture of until she gets them developed. And then, because my note here, it says, we're back at these idiots on the beach, and I'm still super concerned. They walked a shit ton distance just to frolic in the water. They could have done that where they were sitting, where all their clothes and belongings are. Why the hell did they, I, I, don't, I still don't understand why they walked away. Because you don't want to fucking see if there's people watching. There was only one woman watching. It can sometimes be exciting. <laughs> Bet they, those, those lonely women that sit on the beach <laughs> watching for people having sex can sometimes be exciting. Yeah. It's like, do you never believe that, like, um, no matter where you go, every every single person looks at you and thinks, so oh, I wonder what that person looks like naked and I wonder what would like to fuck them? No, I've never thought that. Do you never think that people think that even they look at you? No. I think people are thinking that me all the time when they look but at do you. But do, do you look at people and think, oh, I'd, I'd love to see them naked and I want to know what it's like to fuck them? Yeah, I think that if they want to see you. <laughs> if they want to see you in person, I think that, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Can I make this night? <laughs> Maybe I have that effect. <laughs> um, right. So th- this is the the fishman. Then comes and it's like they they are standing like maybe less than waist deep water, right? And somehow this fishman manages to keep up them without being seen and pulls them under from underneath the water. It's actually quite cool the way he gets pulled out because something obviously is holding on to his legs and they do actually just fucking yank him away. It's quite funny. <laughs> But there's some pretty good practical effects when they, they rip his face off. Yeah, his half-eaten face looks fucking well good. Mm-hmm. For 1980s, when I'd seen it, because this was my first watch for me as well, I think I've tried to watch it before on Netflix, uh, but I fell asleep like, almost immediately. So when that happened, I was like, holy fuck, man, I wasn't expecting like anything good from it, like technical-wise. So, sorry, cat's on me. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything good from it, like technical wise. So that was amazing. Yeah, right, it was uh, it was quite good, and he wasn't even dead either. He was still kind of struggling in the water, which is quite creepy. But then the uh, this is when my, my note is like, wow, that is actual fishman right, right there. He takes the <laughs> tiny bikini lassie out of the water and then just properly fucking force bangs her. <laughs> See how he done it? I was like, did he just because it's quite quick? It's like one thrust. Yeah, and it cuts. I was like, did he just vapor lassie? Is this, is this movie about fishmen coming to dry land just to fuck people? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's the um, only mission. As it, so so far, we've got a dead fat boy, <laughs> a dead pack of dogs, a racist old man who hates Native Americans, and a fishman has just come out and raped somebody after ripping their boyfriend's face off. I was like, do you know what? I was going to change the name to Scott versus Evil and he can pick fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we, we cut away from this. Oh, but also the fishman is just clearly a man in a costume. Yeah. It's like, it's like the old 50s schlock films. Like that one we enjoyed at Fright Fest a few years ago. Uh, which, which yeah, Attack of the Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, I, think, I think it's kind of like uh, kind of like horny creatures from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> which would be an excellent, excellent parody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the, the Native American comes back and meets the uh, two of the people who are actually nice to him and he's like caught a bunch of steelheads I need a hand to eat them and it made me think he the the stand by me we're just here to take a couple of steelheads out of the river and look what we found I googled it I always thought it was something cool and majestic it's a fucking trout <laughs> steelheads are trout rainbow trout <laughs> what, what did you you thought it was something cool and majestic yeah like what? majestic fish I don't know like, I don't know like, like a, I don't know like a tuna or something so you tuna. thought you ever seen a tuna? You ever seen a tuna fish? They're fucking massive. Aye, right. So you thought Stand by Me, <laughs> and Maine, Maine, New England, or wherever <laughs> it is, it's filmed. The wee boys were just out, and they thought everybody was going to believe that they were out trying to catch a big giant tuna, <laughs> <laughs> and the river next to the tracks. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what tuna <laughs> inhabit, Scott? <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> right now. This next scene, okay. This I actually forgot about this scene when I was when we started recording it, um, because like I said, I had to finish watching the last part this, uh, this morning just because of time, whatever else. But there is a tent on the beach, and it's this boy's got a ventriloquist dummy. 
and he's using the ventriloquist dummy to chat up the lassie to try and get her pants off which by the way actually works because quite quickly boobs and bush are both out <laughs> I, I, said, I said there's tits bush and a ventriloquist dummy I don't know whether it'd be aroused or creeped out <laughs> <laughs> he's totally making all these innuendo pun jokes about banging on and how he's got a woody and all these fucking stupid jokes and <laughs> oh man it's it's actually quite it's in real life it would be absolutely nonsense like you just wouldn't get away with that there's no chance in hell um that if this was all these are supposed to be relatively first dates and early relationships because they're supposed to be kind of like teenagers high school <laughs> age or like college age and stuff you know there's no way a lassie's going to kick about and, and wait like when you're kicking about with a fucking ventriloquist dummy, because you need to bring that with you to the beach tent. Do you know what I mean? You don't. You can't just like say, "Oh, look, this is here." You actually need to take it out of your house and take it with you. Not to mention the fact that you're good enough to not be able to move in your mouth. You've practiced this. You've practiced all your wee puns just to try and get her naked. Which, to be fair, not taking anything away from Lassie, it's completely her prerogative. But that seemed easy enough. There is no way in hell in real life that that is actually going to work, and that is the ugly truth. But how do you know? Did you know anyone that was a Shit hot ventriloquists at a young age. Maybe no. maybe all young ventriloquists were absolutely like frothing. We were <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe, maybe in the eighties they were. Uh, but not only did they have to actually take it out his house and bring it, he had to have an excuse as to why he owned a very, very expensive professional ventriloquist dummy at that age. Yeah. Which is amazing. But then right after this she gets raped <laughs> yeah well the fish man comes in so the fish man rips open the tent but he's really really struggling to rip the tent do you know what I mean he's yeah. supposed to be super strong he can rip off like half a body and he's really having a hard time ripping the tent open um, but he, he does grab onto the, the ventriloquist boy's back and rips his back out and that's quite good graphics again it's quite yeah. gory and for, for an old movie like this the blood's good like they don't go for like the bright red paint blood or anything like that. it properly looks dark deep actual yeah. blood and it's it's quite good I quite like it the tent was probably one of those pop-up ones that you used to get for festivals. Yeah, yeah. Because if you've ever been hitting the balls with one of them, <laughs> they are they are strong and they are tight. <laughs> How do you get hitting the balls with a tent? When you try and undo it, see when it says like lift away from you, don't, don't open in an enclosed space. Oh, that shit will open and it will when ping it your balls. Off. Right, okay, I'm yeah. with you. And it gets you right in the tip, so it's really <laughs> sensitive. And then it's just you rolling about with a two-man pop-up tent crying and go outdoors guys like do you want the tent <laughs> <laughs> no mate <laughs> I'll just get one with poles <laughs> so but she manages to get out the uh, out the tent and she goes sprinting up the beach and I was just saying to myself don't fall don't fall don't fall and she didn't but she did run straight into a six foot tall fish man that was standing in an open beach as if she'd never seen him there <laughs> Like how, like, how can you run? The beach is fucking huge. You know what a beach looks like? And she just runs straight into this fish man as if she'd never seen him. Camouflage is a tree, though. So, yeah, she well, notice. That, that fish man tree just uh, threw it at the deck and raped her. <laughs> how, how quickly did that escalate, though? Within, like, eight <laughs> seconds, you went from ventriloquist dummy to tits and bush to being raped by a tree uh, sea monster. It's, you know... Not one of those things she could have probably guessed when she left the house <laughs> the morning, that morning that was going to happen. <laughs> Nothing in this film I could have guessed when you sent me a message saying, I'm going to pick humanoids of the deep. <laughs> oh man, had you seen this before? No. No? Right, so it's first time watching. Yeah, yeah, that's right, you tried to watch it, yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember any of it, I don't even remember the title credits because I would have kept watching it because I enjoyed them because they were so 80s. It's, but I remember nothing, so I think I've picked it and fell asleep immediately. So definitely first time watch. So we're now on to the next, uh, the next girl. Uh, I can't remember which girl this is now. That's, but she's driving her truck, and they get on her truck somehow, and she slams the brakes on. She actually she throws one of them off the truck, and then she drives away, and one of them is in the back of the truck, and it uh, smashes through the back window of the cab and kind of pulls her in, and she drives off the side of the bridge. And when she hits, so when the when the truck hits the deck. It just explodes, and I don't know. I just think that car explodes. I think it's a crap trope because I don't think cars explode like that. Yeah, they don't. No, it's the same way shooting a car. Yeah, like if you shoot out a couple of bullets, it it won't blow up, no matter how hard you try. Yeah, even if you shoot the petrol tank. If you shoot the petrol tank, uh, it might explode and blow off. Well, it would then. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Gonna need to try it. Does it just actually explode or is it just going fire? I think it would probably just go on fire. 
Yeah, that's what I always thought. I've never actually seen a cab explode before. I've seen them in fire, I think. Nah. We should really know that. There's probably videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, right, yes. So, the, the the girl is the one that when the Native American came around and says, come and help me eat all these steelheads, it was it was the two the girl, guy and the girl that went with him. So what had happened is the fishmen came out and attacked the guy that went and uh, she had taken his truck to go and get help where the Native American drove the boat to the dock to try and get help with the guy. She, he took the injured guy. So they had already found the, the, the truck and said, why was like this girl driving the Native American's truck? And then the next thing you see is he rocks up in his boat with the injured guy and they're like, what the hell's going on here? You're, like, you've killed all the dogs and now you're killing folk about the town. And... Uh, this is uh, our main kind of guy. We watched the main fisherman's. It's his brother that's been injured. So um, they come, they come, they come along and they put him in the back of a pickup truck, and he's still alive. And then one of the other girls jumps in the back of the pickup truck to go with him to hospital. And it's so dangerous being in the bed of a truck like that. It's like there's literally no health and safety at all. And this is like the actual actors are doing it as well because it is driving. You know, yeah. it's probably driving at low speed though. And when you're trying to get away from uh, big humanoid rapey things. You probably aren't thinking about van health and safety. Oh no, yeah, the characters are definitely not thinking of van health and safety, <laughs> but I mean, you're just thinking of the crew should be thinking of van health and safety. Yeah, well, it was the 80s, probably didn't. Well, the fact that that guy got killed with a fallen helicopter three years after this makes you think that they definitely were not thinking about health and safety. Imagine, I mean, do you think he, he would... Look at him in this movie, right? And mm-hmm. he had no idea that he had three years to go and he'd, got, he'd cut off by a helicopter. I mean, I you literally know that you don't know what's around the corner at all. I was just watching a, a movie there, and it was about uh, a TV show. It's called The Widow, or it's on BBC. It's actually quite good. But he pretends to it's have. It's the one uh, with uh, Rhys Shearsmith yeah, from yeah. Jim, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he pretends to have cancer at one point, and then he and he makes deals. He's like, I could maybe have five or ten years at most. And I thought, imagine being able to put like a time frame on it. Like if somebody told you today you've got ten years left, and you think, well, ten years is fucking ages. But you think, it's not really ages either. What would you do? Yeah. Some people would probably go like, well, where's the fucking point? What would you do? I don't know. I'd try to learn to not get excited about things because in eight or nine years, they're going to be saying, oh, right, get ready for this fucking super duper, fully immersive video game that's coming out in five years. And I'd be like, well, that's crap because I'll never get to see it. Yeah. You know, that's what I'd be annoyed about. So see if I knew that you, like I knew when you were going to die and how would you want me to tell you or would you want it a secret? I think it might be a secret, yeah. Even if I was like making wee jokes, like, oh, are you sure you want to eat that? Or are you <laughs> sure you want to cross the road there? Do, do I know that you know? Yeah, you know that I know. Obviously, because I've messaged you and said, by the way, I know something you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly how it's played out. So then, now you've got to decide, do I tell you, or do you live your life by me just saying, are you sure you want to drink that? Maybe I should drink that pint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're not going to know if I'm just bamming you up. I, you know, I don't think I would want to know. I really don't. I don't think anybody should know when they're going to die because uh, I don't. I mean, I guess in in ways it could be good because then you would know. Uh, I don't need to fix that shelf because I'm not going to be here anyway. You know, or. Mm. But then, would it be that if you if you knew? Somebody told you you're going to die in five years, doing uh, at the gym, right? And then, so because you know that information, you think fuck it, and you go and start riding a motorbike backwards up the motorway just for a laugh. Does that mean you're going to survive? Because in five years you're dying from what they told you, or can you then change it? Because if you can change it, then you can't be told. It's, uh, I think. I mean, if someone was able to tell you how you're going to die, I think you wouldn't be able to change it. Kind of like Final Destination. No, but then, but then you can, you, they can change it. They just don't get away from it. Because uh, then that would be right. You're going to yeah, you're going to choke on a pie in six years. You just oh, right, pies again. Yeah, and then like you just walk about and you stab yourself and just show everybody how fucking strong you are because you can stab yourself and not die because it's alright, it's a pie that's going to kill you in six years. They don't need to know that. And for that six years, you're the strongest man in the world. Who rides motorbikes backwards? But then to what end though? Because you're going to die anyway, so it's not as if you can get fame and fortune because you're just going to die. Oh, you can get fame and fortune for the six years. You can do a lot of damage in six years with like endless supplies of money. 
Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Would you just go on like a big mad spree of sorts, like a? I was going to say a killing spree, but then why would it? Why would you just turn it? Well, maybe you would turn it evil because you'd be so pissed off. You've only got five years left. Yeah, or you maybe just think that. Well, do you know what? Fuck it. Uh, it I, I can go to jail, but in six years I'm going to choke on a pie. In fact, what would happen if you went to jail? Because you won't get pies in jail, will you? So maybe the fit was on. Do they give pies to jails if the football's on? Hey, I think I think so. I mean, if if I was working in a jail, if there was like a big Scotland game or something, I would get pies for them for half time, eh? You get pies for the full prison out of, your, out of your own pocket. Yeah, well, just whatever. No, I'm sure they've got a budget. Whatever wing I was working. But you get into everybody, but like, like I understand petty criminals. You'd give a pie to the guy that's maybe missed paying his tax. You'd give a pie to. Would you give pies to the pedos? Yeah course really yeah well if i worked in if i work in a place where i need to deal with people who have got criminal past you need oh, to I, be non-judgmental I, I forget who i'm talking to <laughs> never mind just give all the pedos pies <laughs> pies for the pedos <laughs> <laughs> scott highway <laughs> right so um now i don't i feel as if this is where my notes picked up when i was watching the end of the movie but when i was watching the end of the movie i only had half an hour left so I don't know if I've skipped anything or if there was just maybe nothing to take notes for, but it does kind of ramp up in this last half hour. So the they they have found one of the creatures, um, the scientist and the main fisherman, and they've shot him like a million times. This one, this guy can be shot like a million times, right? <laughs> Which is strange because when we see later on, um, they're actually quite easy to kill. They just take one or two shots, yeah. or a couple of stabs or whatever, you know. But this first one takes a lot. Needs to be shot a million times. I'm like, look, webbed hands. And uh, and then she comes in and um, uh, so she's telling them. She's saying this is when she kind of explains how uh, it's a fast evolution because the frogs shagged the salmon and then the offspring of that was like a manfish that wants to come to uh, land and shag women. It was pretty much what she said. I don't know how they got there, but that's pretty much what she said. <laughs> She said that they evolved uh, so quickly and they said, look at the size of the cranium and it's like a big exposed brain. But see if they're supposed to be so smart because they've got this huge cranium, why can't they, why can't they talk? I, I don't know. I don't know, Scott. I don't understand the science. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, they also find Peggy, who's still alive in a wee seaweed bed. Yeah. <laughs> and they just uncover her tits. Yeah. <laughs> She's meant to be, I assume, dead. But they still have to just get that wee tit shot in there, no, I, just for she, good measure. Yeah, no, but she's she is she's alive. She was uh, she was alive. She's alive because yeah, she's pregnant after the rape. So um, yeah, she oh, was yeah, alive. Of course. Um, so that's a horrible thing. That's an absolutely horrible thing to laugh at. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but they came, they come. So the next thing we get at the end is that they they have a big fear, like a big state fear, and uh, the scientist and the the main fisherman and that come round uh, to meet like the other guys, like the kind of posse of guys who were like thinking try to figure out who's killing the dogs and all the rest of it and he goes uh, we found Peggy she's going to be alright I was like yeah I'm sure she won't have any lasting trauma for the fish rape and seaweed bed <laughs> at all man she'll be she'll be good as new in a couple of weeks don't worry about it <laughs> hey, hey. do you notice as well to us nobody questioned the death of the little boy or the death of all the dogs so maybe they're, they're not caring about her death either uh, well her rape yeah, no, I know. Be, she, she'll need fucking counselling forever for that. There'll be no more <laughs> sex in her future. Um, you can forget going to your sushi, your sushi ever again. So you get the, the 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 host of the fair right is like a radio DJ and he's sexist as fuck man. He's so ridiculous. But did you notice that he kept pronouncing the L in salmon? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, we're here at the salmon fair. I'm like, why why are you saying that weird? Saying what weird? It's like, uh, it's like, this is ridiculous. Where do you get off? <laughs> but he's so uh, he's so sexist. He's literally just like slapping ass, and then he's got like a beauty queen behind him, and he's saying, uh, "Come around, give me a phone call." But I might not be able to answer the phone because I. And he just looks, pulls the sash away for the lassie's boobs, and goes, "I might have my hands full." I'm like, "Yeah, fucking big creep." <laughs> Nineteen eighty. <laughs> <laughs> but this is when so the fishmen then like pounce on the fair to kill all the guys and presumably rape all the women. But I tell you what, the practical effects of the fair scene are tremendous, not to mention like the chaos and absurdity of the whole scene, coupled with the merry-go-round tune that's playing in the background. <laughs> it's just absolute genius. 
if you see this bit because it is getting more and more exciting as it goes why are the crowd running in different directions surely when a crowd are running they're all running from the one threat <laughs> they all just like, run into each other <laughs> you can't be escaping the threat it's it, uh, people people in panic are a fucking nightmare <laughs> yeah. but there are multiple fishmen jumping up from multiple places so maybe they are all running about because of that not knowing actually where they're supposed uh. to go um but it, it does just add to the whole chaos of the whole the whole scene. But the uh, so some people are getting some are getting killed in some pretty brutal and awesome ways. The, the graphics are just fantastic. There's one guy gets his head just pulled off, and it's just amazing. Do you know? Yeah. But they they came in so that the the, um, the radio host he gets killed. The fishman comes in and pulls him to bits, and then he goes after the beauty queen, and she runs out, and he. He, he runs over. She gets backed up against the wall. I think she picks up a rock to throw at the at, with the fishman. And f- at one point, I don't even see how it happens, but she's standing in a bikini, and then she the, the cut scene and come back, and she throws like a rock at the fishman, and, and her boobs are it. I'm like, how the f- <laughs> how the hell did the beauty queen's tits come out? If you throw a rock, like if you put a lot of force behind it, there is a chance that your pecs can just break your top open. Well, That's I've noticed Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I've noticed that now that my pecs are getting uh, swole because of the 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 gym. Uh, pumping iron I've been doing you know so I've noticed that <laughs> I can make them dance as well can you actually yeah I've always been able to do that though but it's up until like getting to, getting towards pecs it was just like uh, saggy man boobs that I could make <laughs> flubber about <laughs> yeah, I can make my nipples twitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can make my nipples twitch and my eyes shake <laughs> Uh, the, did you see the bit where the fish tripped up a wee lassie on roller skates and raped her <laughs> she, oh, while she's wearing skates then and there literally tripped her up Is that, that'll be the, that's the lassie that uh, the, the, the radio host slapped the ass off at the, yeah. at the beginning of the fair because she, uh, she was part of the, the, the fair uh, and that's, it, that's how this movie's fucking terrible because you think she would get her comeuppance against the guy that slapped her ass. Instead, she just gets brutally assaulted as well. <laughs> nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. Absolutely nobody's safe. So you've got all this chaos happening at the fair. And for some reason, the main fisherman and his wife, their plan, or his fishing boat, the scientist women, their plan is to cut the fuel line in the boat and spray it all over the water and then set the water on fire. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't understand, especially when you look at it and it's just like six wee circle pools of fire on the water. Probably just so then, if the humanoids have to come to the surface for air, then they'll get burnt. I can imagine that's the logic. I mean, I guess it kind I suppose so. And the fire obviously seems to upset them because they, they, they roll about and try and get in the water to put the fire out. But they, like I said, they do seem easy to kill. They're just getting shot a couple of times and they're dying, but there are there are appears to be quite a lot of them. Uh, at this point um, now we get to go to the fisherman's uh, wife he's back to his house where the wife and baby is and uh, she's got the whole the, the house all locked and then for some reason instead instead of them staying at the fair where there's loads of people they seem to go to her house I don't know why she was a target for them <laughs> um, maybe because she's got a young baby she's, they can say well she's definitely you know got a, a body that works let's get her fish sperm into her <laughs> and uh, which, if that was the thinking behind the scriptwriter, that is horrifically dark, and I I approve. <laughs> so they come in, right? So the, the, one of the guys gets in, and they kind of walks like backs into the corner. She's got a knife, and it's almost like a reverse cycle because it's like they see that they see her like dragging the knife down, like in stabbing motions. Um, but it's like reverse because she's like the victim, like she's the one that's in danger, and she's but also the one doing the stabbing. And then you just see the front of the, the front of the fish man who's who's. She manages to stab open his ribs and expose all his internal organs, and then she just keeps randomly stabbing at different organs, like stab the liver, stab the heart, stab the stomach, until <laughs> eventually he just falls in like a poorly like slimy blood all over his webbed feet, and dies. Oh. That's, that's probably the only practical effect though that did look a wee bit dodgy. Everything else up until that has looked nice. Well, we're about to get to the end of the movie and you're still going to see this about the practical things. <laughs> <laughs> now, as always, the best movies are, are movies that have um, ridiculous final scares and this one this one has one. Now, this uh, ends as uh, one of the women, I think it's maybe Peggy, and she's uh, 
pregnant, uh, obviously, and she's in the operating theatre, and the um, the woman's like, right, push, push, and then the stomach just swells and swells, and she's like, oh no, oh no. Uh, but for, Peggy, this before we describe what actually happened next, Peggy's got um, like white contact lenses, and I don't know why is that. Why does she get white contact eyes, as if she's possessed? Uh, it's maybe just to show you that the she's maybe turning into one of the humanoids. Maybe that's what it is. Once they fuck you, you eventually turn into them. I just thought it was really weird. Actually, like, I don't think there is an explanation. I think it is just how can we show that she's we? How can we remind everyone that she's been raped by one of these things? <laughs> oh, why don't we change the colour of her eyes? Ah, that's cheap. Let's do that. <laughs> so then her stomach bursts open, a la alien, and the baby that she's produced is not obviously a baby. It's a it's a demon fish baby hand puppet. <laughs> Also, the name of my new band. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's this this wee hand puppet comes out and it's just like moving the opening the mouth, opening shut. It kind of looks like the fish. I, I thought it would have looked more, uh, more human because now they've obviously if they've evolved just from frogs, fucking salmon, the to fishmen, then fishmen if people would be surely like a lot more people. I bet it's early stages, yeah. It's uh, it's just daft anyway, and it's, uh, oh, it's clearly this wee hand puppet, which is always good. Why do you think it had to burst out through her stomach? Why would it not be born normally? Because then it's not getting its you know a chance to bond with its mother. I don't think the uh, the demon baby's first thought is how to bond with the mother. Well, it should have been because now it's fucked and it's going to have a life life uh, time of trauma. Because if it has just um, if it's now half fish person half human then it's got to inherit a whole lot of fucking human anxieties and problems and conditions and not having a mother's going to be one of them so it's going to be fucked and spend its life in therapy so that's what it gets <laughs> because that's where the brand new baby fish is going to get years later down the line it's going to be sitting in therapy paying for therapy thinking back to the time it ripped through its own mum's stomach Yeah, that thing's just going to lie there and die there, then, and there. <laughs> Would you know? Think there's going to be a sequel at some point. Like that's what that's been like nearly forty years. Like a forty-year-old fish, fish baby. See, if you said to me a few nights ago, eh, "Oh, they're going to bring out humanoids of the deep too," I'd be like, "What? Who has even seen the first one? Who cares about a second? <laughs> Saying that now, I am fully erect. My nipples are secreting, and I am so excited at the." Even idea that there would ever be a sequel to this. <laughs> going with my storyline, the the baby growing up and being in therapy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that that is the movie. Not um, a bit mad, bogus. Have you got anything else to say before I finally summarise <laughs> what I found of it? Oh, since it was your pick, do you want me to give you my opinion first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, right. This movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> There was a racial storyline that there was absolutely no need for. It was just there. There was horrifically choreographed fight scenes. There was just fish evolving solely for the purpose of raping young lasses on beaches. There was a dead 12-year-old tubby boy. There was a, a load of dead dogs. There was so many explosions for a horror film. I think it was like fucking four or five separate explosions. <laughs> yeah. There was a fucking belly ripper scene. What did this movie not have? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. But I won't say absolutely amazing. I can't give it five stars because that would just be ridiculous. That would be silly. Stupid people would mock me. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a four. Know that in my heart it's a five, but just to be. So no deal looks at my letterbox and think that this guy's actually mental. Four out of five. This movie was excellent and I fucking love you for picking it. And. <laughs> I've already I'm on eBay now bidding <laughs> on the the Blu-ray Steelbook for Canada. <laughs> well, what an thought... excellent, excellent fucking film! And if you've listened to this and you've not watched it, go and watch it because it'll be the best hour and twenty minutes uh, of your entire week. <laughs> it, this is a bonkers and daft but uh, movie, but it's fun all the same. Not a normal Scott pick, I'll grant you, but it, it was enjoyable. There's good practical effects. The acting and the script were all okay. Uh, it goes in the uh, movies with beers and friends pile, uh, so it's enjoyable, but it's it, not not brilliant. But close to your score, I give it three and a half spontaneous boob exposures out of five. <laughs> oh, what an excellent film! I hope it's a, a now a run of the mill Scott pick. I hope you choose movies that are only like this 
from now well, on. Well, I, you know, I, I'll see how I'll see how it goes. I, I usually pick them like at the at the at the second that I'm supposed to uh, I'm supposed to pick and tell you what, what movie I'm picking. I usually just like pick it right there. And I panic by it's the same thing I do in restaurants. I, I don't really know what I'm going to order until the the, the waiting staff come up and ask me what I want, and I just panic order. Yeah, and it's always always the worst thing in the menu. Um, no, not always. Oh no, mine, no, mine is. Sorry, oh, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't accusing you. <laughs> <laughs> you took that really personal. <laughs> Scott always chooses a shit dish. Uh, I always, I look at it and it's like, oh, steak or lobster or you think of the fancy things and they come to you and they're like, just the goujons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you chips? No, I hold the chips. I always, always panic order. Yeah, it happens. Because Duncan said that when we put the poster up, it's like, this is a Scots pick. Uh, this is a Scott pick. I was like, I think it was a blind pick. I don't <laughs> think he's actually <laughs> thought about this. I, 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 did, I did enjoy it though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was this was the fucking Ray Charles, the blind picks. This was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, aye, we'll take a short break and then we'll be back to close out the show. I may have a burnt face, but that doesn't mean I can't fight crime. Take that crime, you shit! Of course, that wasn't really crime. That was just a box with crime written on it. Ah, 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 ah. But seriously, crime is a shit that needs wiping up. You there, are you a crime in all? A criminal? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> Liar! You lied to me. Correct. Actually, I write jokes for Reader's Digest. Hmm, Reader's Digest, eh? Oh, you shit! Oh, take that, you bad shit gay face! I am really a crime, in all a criminal! And to prove it, I shall break some laws. Oh! Well, he's gone. Which means I can spit on his desk and read his emails. Hmm, enlarge your penis. Internet pyramid schemes. Online casino. Ah, 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 ah. And that's it from this week's Gay Adventures of Burnt Face Man. I'm not gay. So, other than watching this again and again and again and again, like I did, have you watched anything else this week? I watched um, Climax. Right, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I think, like, after uh, Irreversible, um, you kind of want something that is, like, fully brutal. You know, because in that movie there was, like, two specifically brutal scenes for different reasons that people remember. Whereas I felt like, even though there was a kind of harsh, certainly a harsh storyline for one of the people, it was quite brutal in terms of what happened. The way that it was shown, I don't think, was particularly brutal. Um... And then there was obviously a uh, issue with um, there's a child in this movie that I don't actually know how what happened in the end in that particular. Have we just got to spoil it? Can I just spoil it? No, don't spoil right. it because uh, it's still a relatively new movie. So I don't know exactly what happened the end result to that person. However, the person who's supposed like who would be responsible for such a person, what happened to them um, was off, off, uh, off off screen and off shot so it's I thought I thought it would have been more like whoa you know what I mean like really like fuck me yeah. but however it was an enjoyable movie it was like it is like it, obviously it's like supposed to be like a, like a, a choreographed dance like in terms of that's what all these people are doing they're dancing and then they're just like spending the night like rehearsing or getting fucked up or whatever they're, they're doing but the whole movie feels like a like a full choreographed sequence like it doesn't is, is it one is it one shot start to finish no there is some cutscenes isn't there but it feels I like it, yeah, it feel it feels like a one shot entire yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, because it follows people. Some somebody will do something in one room, and then they'll move to another room, and it'll, the camera will follow you through, and then trail off with the next person and go into the next part of the scene. And it is almost like a full continuous movement from start to finish, and it's quite like it gets you engrossed, and it, it does kind of pull you pull you in uh, because it is. I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I think I quite like. Um, Gaspar Noe's movies. I think I, I think I quite like them. There's a couple. They're not all horror. Um, but in fact, there's there's one that's on Netflix just now that he done that's that's pretty much straight up porn. What's that? Yeah. What's it? What's that called? <laughs> oh, you really might know. Yeah. Uh, it's called Love. 
pretty good. <laughs> Do you know what I know? I just go, I'll wait to chug to it right now. <laughs> I'll finish the episode and then I'll go for it. <laughs> it's called uh, it's called Love and it's it's actually it's, it's an alright kind of story that's in it. Um it's quite heartbreaking almost, but um yeah, it's, it's like but it's like real I'm sorry, sorry. Heartbreaking and masturbation do not go. So <laughs> that's like wanking to my girl too when he gets he gets killed with the bees. Was that the second my girl? No, or that's the, the first, first one? one. That was uh, that was Macaulay Culkin. Oh man, the Culkin's good. <laughs> Every episode. Yeah, find a way to tell you that the Culkins are good, man. That's my catchphrase. That's that's one of the, that should be if you, if you, if you put catchphrases to each of us, I think uh, I'm taking the Culkins are good or get drunk and greet about my dad. I think those are the two, <laughs> two, two lines that I'll be known for after this. I think mine will just be Scott, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> that will uh, be, uh, I enjoy watching fish, fuck. <laughs> uh, I see you enjoyed it then. I fucking yeah. loved that movie. Yeah, yeah. It, was I, it, it was like a nightmare fever dream. Yeah. Uh, I really loved that. I might actually watch it again because it is on Netflix. We should really be getting money for Netflix for this. We should be getting money for somebody, I think. <laughs> just anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, someone send us money. <laughs> Yeah, I went to see the new Tarantino film. Oh yeah, I've still not seen that yet. I might go this week actually. Uh, and obviously, I'll keep it spoiler free, so don't rush to stop this episode right now. It was amazing. I fucking love it. Five out of five. Yeah, I, as I put up on the page, like Tarantino could put up his colonoscopy surgery, and I would still love it and look for the art in it and give it a five. But I really, really enjoyed this. It just looked so good. The way they handled the the kind of situation that runs throughout it to- caught me totally off guard near the end. And fucking brilliant. I love Tarantino, man. I uh, I don't I don't understand the all the you know people gushing to and desperate to like lick Quentin Tarantino's butthole. But I'm like, I just like his movies, man. I've never once said I want to lick his butthole. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think I enjoy his movies, but I don't. I'm not like. I'm not. You know, if I never see them again, I don't think I'd, I'd be that bothered. Like, I think see, Pulp Fiction was alright. See, that's like. By the end of the film, mainly I turned it to and I was like, what do you think? And she, I absolutely loved it. Right? Me too. And said to my wee brother and his girlfriend, so I was like, what did you think it? That was alright, yeah. But Daniel doesn't like Pulp Fiction. He didn't really like this. He yeah, likes so I think, Django and he likes the Hateful Eight. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I've, I think I've got the same uh, view on Tarantino as Daniel's got. Then it's, it seems to be the ones that I liked as well. There's the cowboy ones though, so that kind of makes sense for me. The Hateful Eight, I think, is his best film. Like I fucking loved the Hateful Eight, but this is definitely up there. Although going back and revisiting them, like I love all of them. I forget, like I always remember Kill Bill being good, but I don't remember it being as good as it was when I watched it again the other night there. Uh, this new one is excellent Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are amazing to be honest everybody in it is amazing I do, fa- really I like do fancy seeing it I will, I, will go and, I will go and see it hopefully in the pictures um, I've not managed to get the pictures for a while right now but if, you, if you're like Daniel with the way you feel about Tarantino like where it's a lot of dialogue and not a lot really happens uh-huh. per se then I don't think you'll enjoy this but you know, for obviously definitely go and watch it because you surprise me every time you <laughs> give me any review of a movie. Usually yeah. in an upsetting way. So the fact that I've enjoyed Humanoid of the Deep this week means that there's no way you're going to enjoy the new Tarantino film because you want to piss me off at least once. <laughs> yeah, that's possibly true. However, I don't, I don't ever lie. I don't ever do it just to piss you off. It's, it is, uh, it's all genuine uh, reactions and, and responses. Now, I've seen chat in the flick group from certain people saying that. I just want to hate things just to piss Liam off. So <laughs> that's I can't I can't control other people. It's your team, so you can <laughs> fucking control him. Because <laughs> that is only one member. Uh, so I that's cool. I am going away to America this week. Yes, or oh, the trip of a lifetime. I'm envious as fuck. Good. I'm glad yeah. that's why I booked it. Yeah, just, just to piss to, me off. <laughs> just to fucking get it right up you. Uh, so. Next week we'll not have an episode. We're, we're going to skip a week until I come back and we can pick a movie and get recording. So just listen to this next week as well. You just listen to it, listen to it multiple no, multiple times and then just chat to us in the uh, in the in the various social media outlets. 
Uh, you'll still get effects of Scott and Liam in there. We know how you use uh, Crave it. Can't go without it. <laughs> oh, on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Instagram at Scott and Liam versus Evil. Uh, on Twitter at Scott and Liam versus, and that's VS. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Scott and Liam versus Evil. And on the Flick, Flick chat for podcasters or something around, uh, it's called Flick chat app, I think. So Scott is seriously pimping that app out. It's called Flick. Just type it into the app store. People are still fucking chatting a plenty this morning at like half one. I know it's too much. It's too much for me to pay attention to. To be honest with you, I love all the interaction, but um, I'll just read like the last two or three comments and just like throw in out of context uh, responses to stuff. So <laughs> that's what you get so, out of me. <laughs> So everyone on Team Liam knows that if we want to start talking about Scott and slagging Scott, just post it and then post two messages after it with just some fucking inane nonsense <laughs> and Scott will never see it. It's like a secret code. Pretty much how it works, aye. Yeah. But it's great, last night folk were talking about like their first horror experience and I should really have been in bed and I was loving it. So definitely come check that out. Thank you everybody that has bought a t-shirt or has bought one since thanks for sending us the pictures uh, I think Rudy and the that's for them started to arrive in America as well so yeah. hopefully you've got yours if you ordered it a while ago which you all did and you've not received it yet just send us a message just in case anything has happened in the mail but I doubt it and also if you've not bought it go and fucking buy it because we keep dropping hints and you all just keep laughing at it but nobody's actually then went and bought one I have to say, the people who, who have got their t-shirts and who have put the pictures up with them, geez, all look fucking super sexy in them. Like, the t-shirts look as if they fit you really well. It looks as if Liam has done a fucking stand-up job of making these t-shirts and they look brilliant. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, how many times have you masturbated to everybody's photos? Um, too many, I think. Too many, definitely. Uh, certainly the one of Duncan that they sent to us in the private chat before we filtered uh, uh, the the, the colours in it because you could see the outline of his, of his willy through the bottom of the, the t-shirt and he, he, he tried to say that you couldn't but you definitely could <laughs> how how big did you print that out Scott? Oh, I've got it like full size on my, on my wall behind my bed <laughs> uh, so yeah <laughs> we'll see you guys in two weeks for episode 108 which is my pick which I've got my work cut out because I don't think there is a movie better than Humanoids of the Deep. It's, it is. I'm looking forward to seeing what you pick. The fucking... The I'm, not looking for, I'm not looking forward to watching it though. <laughs> I'll try and not pick one with subtitles. Uh, so, yeah. Have a good week, guys, and we'll see you later. On a day like today We passed the time away Writing all of the letters in the sand how you laughed when I cried Each time I saw the tide Take our love letters from the sand You made a vow that you Would always be true But somehow that vow Meant nothing to you Now my poor heart just aches With every wave it breaks Over love letters in the sand Your fate was in my hands The day I met you, dear And though I find you've gone Your memory lingers on I can't forget you, dear On a day like today We passed the time away Writing our love letters in the sand How you laughed when I cried Each time I saw the tide Take our love letters from